Welcome to Beside the Burn for Thursday the 6th of January. Yesterday we were asking the question, how do we cope with James? And that began just after Easter and led us up to the summer holidays. And then during July and August, we had some meals with Jesus. And the reason behind that was because of the restrictions and because of all the mitigations that were in place, we hadn't really had meals together as we would normally have done. As families, we didn't gather in large groups. As a church, we weren't going to have meals and tea together. And we missed all those things. Even communion was difficult to share around the Lord's table with. So because of that, I decided that we'd look at a number of meals that people had with Jesus. And we could then learn what it was to meet with Jesus and to be with Jesus and and to talk with him. And there were a number of people that we thought about. We went to uh, Simon's house and we saw how Jesus' feet were anointed by the woman who came along. We went to Levi's house, the tax collector. We then saw how uh, Jesus fed the 5,000. We went to Mary and Martha's house. And you, you remember the tension that there was between Mary and Martha as they sat and listened to Jesus and didn't help in the kitchen and so on. But then it was the the final meal that we had that sparked the next series that we're going to look at tomorrow. And that last meal was in a mess. It was just after the resurrection. Uh, Jesus had been crucified and he had risen. And two of the disciples were leaving Jerusalem and were taking the journey along the road to a mess. As they travelled along that road, Jesus appeared to them. And I want to read to you from Luke chapter 24, verses 13 to 35. It's quite a long passage, but it reminds us of the story and it reminds us how we got into the next series in our Sundays in Burnside. So on the road to Emmaus, Luke 24 and verse 13 Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognising him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed, before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death. And they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. 
Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it, just as the woman had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognised him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road? And opened the scriptures to us. Amen. It was an incredible meal, but most of the story happened before they even got to the meal, because as soon as Jesus broke the bread, then they recognized who he was, and as soon as they recognized who he was, he disappeared and he left them. But it was the journey towards the meal that was so interesting and that then led us on to the next series that we looked at uh, through September, uh, October and November in church. And it was this idea that these disciples had spent time with Jesus. They'd listened to all his teaching. They had been around him and watched him for three years. And yet they still didn't understand who Jesus was. They didn't understand why Jesus had come. And then whenever Jesus began to fulfill the prophecies that had been made about him, they still didn't understand what was happening. And Jesus appeared to them on the road and walked with them. They didn't recognize who he was. But they showed him their ignorance because they started to explain that they had hoped that Jesus was the Messiah, but now that he had died, well, he couldn't be the Messiah, and so they were disappointed. And Jesus comes out with this statement to them, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? Jesus is saying to them, Surely you would know that the Messiah would have to suffer. That's the whole point of the Messiah coming. This isn't an accident. This isn't God's plan gone wrong where he sends his son and things go badly out of control and he ends up suffering and he dies and the plan falls apart. Jesus saying to them, well, look, this is what God intended. This is why the Messiah has come to suffer. So how do you start to explain this to the disciples? Well, Jesus decided to go back into the Old Testament and lead them through stories that they were very familiar with and that they'd heard all their lives. But Jesus was putting 
a different emphasis on those stories. And he was saying to them, look, here is the Messiah. This is where we find Jesus in each one of these stories. And these stories clearly show us that the Messiah has to suffer and that the Messiah will die. But in doing so, he brings hope because he rises again with glory. So we read in verse 27, And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. And that's what we did in the next few weeks. We went back to the beginning of the Old Testament. We started in Genesis and we started to work our way through. And I'll say more about that tomorrow. But we looked for Jesus and we suddenly discovered that all of these stories that were so familiar to us and that we had heard as children, Jesus is right there in the middle of them. We could see from the fall in the Garden of Eden how Jesus would come and he would redeem his people where he would bring hope, where there was nothing but death and destruction. And it all started because of this meal that the disciples had with Jesus, this journey on the road to Emmaus and how Jesus began to teach them and how we then began to imagine what Jesus would have said. So let's bow before God in prayer. Heavenly Father, once again, we thank you for your word and we thank you, Lord, that you teach us so much through your word. And Lord, as we find you, in your word, we don't just want to know more. We don't want facts and, and figures in our heads. We want to know you more, Lord. We want to deepen our relationship with you. Lord, we don't just want to tick a box that we have read a passage or that we have studied something. We want to meet with you. And Lord, we want to recognise you and know who you are. We don't want to be like these disciples where you're alongside us and you're speaking to us, but we don't really listen and we don't really recognise. Lord, we long to be with you more and more each day. We long to trust you. We long to follow you. And we ask now, Lord, that you would help us today to know you more, to obey you, and to bring glory to your name. Amen.